Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. All right, Susie, KT, are you ready for today's podcast? Yeah, Robert, of course we're ready. Because we are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I put my armor on so you are strong I am. I put my armor on so you dead I am. February 1st, 2024. The month of love. Okay. <laughs> Does that give you an idea of what this podcast today is going to the be like? The month of love. Yes, and that's because why? Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, and I'm in love with my little hot island where we're back today. We're so happy. <laughs> so as all of you may know, well, first of all, KT. Yeah, welcome to the Women and Money Podcast, everybody. And this is where you ask KT anything, and she's going to ask Susie, and we're going to answer your questions with advice you won't believe is going to change your life. All right. <laughs> we're, I'm in a what mood. What she wanted I'm to in say, a happy I, I, mood. Yeah, she's happy. <laughs> she's happy. But welcome, everybody, like she said, to the Women and Money Podcast, but also everybody smart enough to listen. We welcome you all here on the podcast. It is Susie Owen, KT. And KT, what you think about last Sunday's game oh with the Kansas God. City peeps? Sunday. Oh my God. First of all, it was so exciting. I'm so happy that the Chiefs won. And if I were those Chiefs, I would hightail it back to Kansas City and go right to Bryant's Barbecue, baby. When Arthur you- Bryant, you and I went to Arthur oh, Bryant's Barbecue. Bar- yes, Arthur ate. Bryant's Barbecue, <laughs> and Susie had a slab. Had a slab. Oh, we now, we got real one, dirty there. We, we gonna, were on our bus tour. We we got dirty, meaning with meaning our hands. we got really sticky yeah. and gooey. And, <laughs> well, you and always get spi- sticky saucy. and gooey when you eat. Ribs. It was so good. But KT, I had chicken because I don't eat KT. Meat. Yeah, let's get back to it now. All right, we've got a little bit of time till the Super Bowl, so I can't wait. Now, why I can't wait for the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to win? 49ers, Kansas City, you know who I'm rooting for. But I hope you didn't wait to take advantage of the 18 to 23-month certificates of deposits at Alliant Credit Union because as of today, they absolutely lowered their rates. So they're currently at 5.15%. Or for deposits of $75,000 or more, it's 
20%. Now, those are still great rates, especially if you go out to 23 months. But right now, I'd have to tell you my favorite really is the 12 month, but you would get it to go out to 17 months and lock in that 5.4 or 5.45% for deposits of $75,000 or more. I knew it. I had a feeling. But either way, if you want to take advantage of what's out there now, go to my alliant, that's M-Y-A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot com. All right, KT, let's get to those questions. We have quite a few still about 401ks, retirement, all based on that big fancy Susie school you gave a couple weeks ago. No, KT, I actually gave another one last Sunday. Sunday. Obviously, she did not listen to it. That's besides the point. I don't think it was relevant for me, the 55, right? The the, the 55. Katie, it doesn't matter whether it was relevant to you or not. You need to learn these things in case you have a younger niece or nephew or a younger, who knows, that asks you a question. What do you mean it's not relevant? Oh, I thought you meant I need to know the answers in case... You were out sick or played hooky one day. Well, you just asked me a question. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go, everybody. Let's Ugh. get this. Let's get this show started. Like I I'm s- the one stopping it. <laughs> this is a good one. This is from the wall, I believe. It says, "Hi, Susie. I know you recently wait covered- when KT says the wall. Oh, tell everyone. So I have a Women in Money community app." And it has a Susie wall where people ask questions. And every once in a while, we choose a question. KT looks at the wall and chooses a question from there. And I guess that's where she's choosing this. If you want to be part of the Women in Money community app, just go to Apple Apps or Google Play and search for Women and Money or Susie Orman and you'll see it. All right. Okay. So from the wall, this question came up. Hi, Susie. I know you recently covered the order in which contributions should be made to 401ks, Roth IRAs, and investment accounts. But where does long-term care insurance fit into that order? In my case, if I contribute to my employer's match for my 401k and contribute to a Roth IRA, there's nothing left for long-term care insurance. Mm. I do believe it's important, but I'm just not sure how to swing it. What do you think, Susie? I'll tell you what I think. I think the most important thing to understand is that you only buy, in my opinion, long-term care insurance if you know you could afford the premium now all the way into your mid-80s or possibly even 90s. Because as time goes on and you can't afford it and therefore you have to drop it, all the money that you put towards it previously is just wasted. So for this particular question, here is what concerns me. And I think her title is, I want to be money smart. Yeah, that's why I picked it. I like that. So if you want to be money smart, you have to look at reality here. You're saying to me, and I don't know how old you are, but you're saying to me 
that you're only investing up to the point of the match in your 401k, and then you contribute to the Roth IRA, and then there's nothing left. And truthfully, given that the contribution level to a Roth IRA is either seven or $8,000 this year, depending on how old you are, and up to the point of the match in your 401k isn't that much either, If you really are that tight and there's nothing left now, even for long-term care insurance, now is not the time for you to be buying it. Do I think it's important? Absolutely. Do I think all of you should be looking at buying long-term care insurance, especially when you're in your 50s, because premiums are more affordable then, you are still healthy at that point in time? Absolutely. But you have to be able to afford the premium all the way from in your 50s, up until your mid 80s, and possibly early 90s. And it's pricey. It's pricey. And you have to be able to factor in probably a 10 to 20% increase in premiums over those years, if not more. Mm. So in this particular case, I want to be smart. I know it's important, but if you have to swing it, It's not something that's for you at this point in time. All right, KT. Okay, next question is from Chris. Hi, Susie and KT. I'm a 40-year-old manager that makes about $84,000 gross annually. My employer provides a 4% match to our 401k. In reviewing my finances at the start of the new year and taking into account what I've learned from you, I think it makes sense to change my 401k contribution to 4% to meet the match and move the remaining 4% I was contributing over to the Roth IRA. Would you agree? Should that be your quizzy? Yeah, you, this can be a quizzy. No, I have another quizzy for you. But do you want to, what would you answer? Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Ding, 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 that, ding. So I think a Roth, anytime you can put money in a Roth do it. Yeah. She so loves Chris, Roth. Obviously, if you are contributing 4% over the point of the match in your employer's 401k that isn't even a Roth 401k, you absolutely should only contribute up to the point of the match and whatever remaining money you can put into an individual Roth IRA. Next, KT. Okay, I got another Roth coming up. It says, hi, Susie and KT from Rachel. My question is how to proceed with growing my money. Susie, I'm going to ask you this. How do I you proceed should ask with KT. growing my quite garden? The green yeah, thumb. I grow, I have a garden, Rachel. Yeah, now, that's when full it of comes, bugs. Go when on. When it comes to money, that's Susie's green, not mine. Now, she said, <laughs> my income is too high for a Roth IRA, so I was planning on contributing the IRS allowable maximum to a non-deductible IRA and doing a backdoor Roth in my company's 401k, even though my company only matches 1%. So, so far, KT, this woman works for somebody, they have a 401k, she's contributing to it, but she also wants to do a backdoor Roth IRA at the Mm -hmm. same time. Okay, go on. Okay. I realized that due to the pro rata rule on the backdoor IRA conversions, 
that moving all of my old 401ks into IRA rollovers now limits my ability to, to do convert. a backdoor Roth IRA, KT, because of the pro rata rule. So she obviously wants to know what to do, correct? Yeah. All right. What should she do? I can tell KT is looking at this very... and going, this is not, why did I pick this yeah, one? This did you pick it because you couldn't understand it? No, I'm trying to understand what she's getting right. at. KT just handed me, Rachel, this email that you sent. And it's quite lengthy. So I can see KT was trying to shorten it. I grow gardens, but when it comes to growing Roth money, she just doesn't not do it. In my Here's mix. what all of you need to understand is that Rachel now is saying she makes too much money to qualify for a Roth IRA, a contributory one, where you can contribute seven or $8,000 a year, depending on your income. All right. In the past, she worked for an employer where she had 401ks with maybe one or two or three or five, whatever it may be. And she rolled all of them, which was a total of $60,000 from a 401k into an IRA rollover. And because she did that, she did not owe any income taxes on it. Yet, she has $60,000 in an IRA that's still with pre-tax money. Now what she wants to do is she still wants to contribute to her current employer's 401k, but she also wants to do, however, a backdoor Roth IRA as well. The problem is, everybody, and take out your little Susie notebook for this one, when you have any money in a traditional IRA, which means a pre-tax IRA, and or an IRA rollover, a SEP IRA, a simple IRA, any individual retirement account that you have never paid taxes on. If you go to do a backdoor Roth, which simply means you put money in a non-deductible IRA, and then you convert it because there's no income limitations on conversions. If you do that while you have money in traditional IRAs, you then get penalized by what's called the pro rata rule, where they will take the amount of money that is in all of your IRAs, and they will then divide by the money that you're going to put into the backdoor Roth, and you will have to pay taxes on whatever percent that comes out to be. So you cannot and you should not be doing a backdoor Roth IRA if you have money in traditional IRAs. But Rachel, here's what you can do. You can take the money that's in the traditional IRAs and you can roll it back into your employer-sponsored 401k plan where you currently work. So now all of your money is in a 401k, and now you qualify for a backdoor Roth. Why? Because you don't have any money in traditional IRAs anymore. All right, KT. I have another Roth. This one stumped me too. You ready? Oh, God. Go <laughs> no, on. this... I don't, I never heard this in my life, so I picked it. I'm 61 years old. Wait, before you go on, everybody, I just gave you a tremendous Susie school there. 
in that if you really want to do a backdoor Roth, and I have many podcasts on the topic, you can just search for them on the app and find them. But if you really want to do a backdoor Roth and you have money in a traditional IRA of any kind, and you're working for a company that has an employer-sponsored retirement plan like a 401k, just roll the money from your traditional IRAs back into the 401k, and then you will qualify. It's something you should really think about. All right. Now, Katie. So Susie, I chose the next question because I never, ever, ever in all the years we've been together doing this, I've never heard this. So the question (laughs) is, it's also about Roth. Ready? I am 61 years old and recently declared disabled. Mm -hmm. I would like to try to start an internet-based business and have it all through my Roth IRA so my Roth will grow. I don't quite understand this. I have heard it can be done. I've also heard there are problems. Yeah. When it comes to a disability, you have to be very, very careful because possibly you're on SSI or you have disability coming into you from somewhere. And maybe you've read somewhere that you can make money within a Roth and it won't count against disability and you can make your money grow that way. I don't play games. I don't play games with what the rules are, but I wouldn't be doing something to go around disability and possibly one day somebody finds out and then you are disqualified from it. It is not worth it, my friend. All right. Okay. I really am a stickler, aren't I, KT, for rules? Oh my God. She does not break a rule, bend a rule, or even challenge a rule ever. Ask me how many dinners, wardrobes, whatever it may be, I have taken off my taxes over all these years. And I've had many, many work lunches. None. Not one. Because really, we discuss a little bit of business, and then we have fun and we talk. So I am a stickler with sticking to the rules. All right, KT. Okay, next question from Jasmine. Hi, KT and Susie. We are close on making an offer on a home in Delaware that will eventually be our retirement home, hopefully within the next two or three years. The purchase price is 800000 Our FICO scores are 820 Yeah, Ooh. you rock. We own... <laughs> We own our primary home outright and our annual income is 350000 which is the better option. One, pay outright. We have the funds to pay the home outright for from our laddered CDs, dot, 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 dot. Get a five, one arm. Is it five? Five and one arm. Yeah, a five and one arm. It's fixed for five years and then it changes. Right. So she said, and then she said, any other option? You know, what's funny, KT? What's that? Is as all of you know, I go through all the emails just to see if anybody needs immediate help. And I wrote Jasmine. Oh, you did? What'd you tell me? And I answered her question for her. Right now, most people would think that she could pay it outright by cashing out her laddered CDs. However, she may end up paying penalties on some of them for early withdrawal, KT. So that would mean that she would lose three to six months of interest Mm. just to take that out. And if she has all of that money, she has 500,000 in CDs, that can start to be a whole lot of money. You could get 
a five-in-one arm and absolutely finance it that way. Or there really are no other options. So here's what I told her I would do. I would get a five-in-one arm right now, which means that the interest rate would be fixed for five years. And that interest rate would probably be right around, I'm sure, 5% or so at this point in time. But as those CDs come due, and I'm sure they're going to come due within the next 12 months, maybe 18 months, maybe two years at max, when they come due, just take that amount of money and pay off that mortgage with it so that it's totally paid off, obviously, within five years. Remember, she also gets a tax write-off on that five-in-one arm off her taxes, Mm. and that may be more than the interest that she's making on money in the CDs, believe it or not, because of how it's done. So that's what I told her to do. All right. Okay, we're going back to Ross, everybody. I threw that one in because I thought we needed a break (laughs) from the So KT and Susie, my employer allows for a Roth 457B, which I contribute $200 per pay period in order to receive the matching contribution of up to $1,500 annually. However, the employer's match is deposited into a traditional pre-tax 457 account. Yeah. So Susie, should I only contribute up to the point of the match and take the remaining amount of money and open my own Roth IRA with fidelity? Absolutely. Next question. Oh, absolutely. That's great. (laughs) Go on, Katie. People, I love questions like this. Susie, where do I find Rule 55 in the IRS code? Period. Good Good question. So the reason this person is asking this question, again, this is looks like it's from the wall, KT, mm-hmm. is because of the Susie school that I did last Sunday. And I talked all about it. And it's something you all really should listen to. So in answer to this question, and it's funny again, KT, that you picked this one, because I saw this on the wall, and I did answer it directly. So I'll answer it again here. But if you really want to look at the answer to this, go to the wall and look. Let me just tell you something great about the Women in Money app. There's a community there, and they all answer one another's questions. And it's a place that you can ask, and other people will help you. And if somebody answers and it's wrong, sometimes I'll go on like I did a few days ago and say, no, that's not how it works, everybody. This is how it works. But it's a sweet little place for many of you to find a community that's interested in financial information. For those of you who are looking for specific regulations related to Rule 55, you can find them in the IRS publication 575. It's called Pension and Annuity Income. And this document will provide you detailed information about the rules and regulations for qualified retirement plans, especially the ones that I talked about last Sunday. All right, KT, what do you got? Okay, my last question, Susie, is from Audrey. She said, hi, Susie and KT. My question, a whole life insurance policy was opened for me under the strong encouragement of my mom back in my mid-20s. She passed away. How old is she now? 
Um, she is 36. She's about to be 36. All right, so about 11 years ago. Okay, so yeah. so mom encouraged her to do this, and sadly, her mom passed away unexpectedly in 2017. Mm. And since then, I took over her payments of $79.50 a month. Susie, there's about 7000 cash value on the 100000 currently. Do I keep investing in the policy and take advantage of the locked-in rate in case I do have dependents someday? Or would it be wiser to invest in something else? So, Audrey, first of all, our love always goes out to anybody who loses a mommy, a puppy, a child, anybody. It's always so sad, right? But here's a little number thing that you should think about, which is, and here's what's funny, KT. Want to know? What is it? I read this as well, and I answered Audrey directly. So do all of you get the idea that if you write in to asksusiepodcast at gmail.com, it is pretty likely that if you ask a question that maybe KT's going to pick it and I'll answer it on this podcast, or chances are I might even answer you directly. And then chances are it won't be answered at all. You just never know. All right. Anyway, Audrey, this is what I wrote you. And everybody should understand this. Audrey doesn't have any beneficiaries right now, anybody really to leave this to. If Audrey had invested $79.50 a month, every month, either into a Roth IRA or a savings account or whatever it may be, and all she earned on it was 4% as an annual average rate of return. Now, I have to tell you, over the last 11 years, she easily could have earned close to 10% mm. annual average rate of return. And you don't even want to know what that would be in comparison to her $7,000 that she has in there. But even if that's all she did at 4%, she would have a little bit over $13,000 right now. That's a six thousand dollar difference on just seventy nine dollars wow. and fifty cents over just eleven years. It's like five hundred dollars a year difference. To Susie, her. What, what? Would it, what what about ten percent? What would it have been? Oh my God, it probably would have been like almost eighteen thousand, wow. nineteen thousand dollars. But her cash value is only seven thousand dollars. So my advice to Audrey was you absolutely cash that out right now and put that, let's think about it, Audrey, you could take that $7,000, you're going to be 36, you could put all $7,000, as long as you have at least that in earned income, into a Roth IRA and let it grow. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Absolutely. All right, wait, I have another question. That policy was a hundred grand, right? Her death benefit. Okay. So it probably so, wouldn't have paid out to her, KT, mm -hmm. for another, let's say, 50 years. All right. All so right. if she takes the 7000 yeah. opens the retirement account, the she's, she's going to be 36. Yeah. And she doesn't need that money for like another 30 years for retirement and put the seventy nine fifty in every month. Would that be more than that cash Yeah, value? that would probably, even at just a 6% annual average rate of return. What would it be? Over all those years, she would have probably about $118,000. Oh and it would be in a Roth IRA, so it would be tax-free to her, tax-free to her beneficiaries, and save 
the 79.50 every month for another 20 years to just get $100,000. Now, the next question oh. is, should she get term insurance? I was not, not yet. She's still 36. She's 30, she's, if she, she's still young enough that if all of a sudden she's married and she has kids, she has to be in it'll her be 40s. very affordable. It's still very, very affordable. All right, KT. Quizzy time. Quizzy time, although you sure have been asking me a lot of quizzies here. It's been a quizzy day. All right, this one I also got from our wall. It said, good morning, Susie. Is it true you get the best protection against anyone suing me if I leave my money in an employer retirement account rather than an IRA, especially if you have a substantial amount of money? I, I know the answer. You can't be sued in your retirement accounts. They cannot sue you and take money out of your retirement accounts. Now, whether it's an employer or a or the um, IRA, IRA, that I'm not quite sure if there's even an advantage one over the other. But right now, I think you can't take that money from her, right? Or him, or I don't know who this was actually. But anyway. Can you choose? Mm -hmm. If it were you, you had a substantial amount of money in a 401k. I, I'd go for the IRA. You would? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. All right. So. Wait a minute. Right. So here's the answer, everybody. It is true that money in an IRA and a 401k, an employer-sponsored plan, absolutely protects you against bankruptcy and things like that. However, money in a 401k, it would not matter. Now, this person said they had a substantial amount of money. They have $10 million in their 401k, a billion dollars in their 401k. It's protected. In an IRA, it's only protected up to approximately $1.3 million. Until Sunday, when we have another <laughs> Susie school... And we have to wait a little bit for the Super Bowl. What, KT? You got to put people first, then money, then things. things. Now you stay safe. And hopefully, I'll always stay unstoppable. Bye bye, everybody. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast and to the fullest extent permitted by law 
we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.